We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Winding things down on your Friday edition of Sports Talk. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, along with Charlie Long here. And we had an interesting ending, I guess you could say, to the LSU game today. Uh uh, obviously, a, a victory for the Tigers, who now improved uh, to five and zero on the season. But I know we have the audio ready, Charlie. There was uh, not your normal ending to a baseball mm-hmm. game, or at least not normal before this year. Hit it. One ball and two strikes. The LSU fans come to their feet, looking to get back in their warm cars after this one. <laughs> And ready to celebrate a 5-0 start for LSU. And they're going to call an automatic strike. And that ends your game. Pena must have taken too much time in between pitches. And the third base umpire, Michael Banks, said, it's time to go home, fellas. (laughs) And told the home plate umpire, that should be strike three. I've never seen a game end that way. That's a great call. Never seen a game end that way because it never has. No, or at least not go. before this season. It's the it's the new baseball rules going on. Yeah, it's it's funny because I think to start the show today we were talking about how I like all rule changes that speed up games. You know, I think we can be a little more lenient with two strikes in the ninth inning. Uh, like I get it. This game get was, him out of there. Was out of like this sure, game was sure. over effectively. Right, it didn't have an effect on it. But imagine if the bases yeah, were loaded. Imagine if this game mattered. First of all, like if imagine if this was a close game. Like imagine if this was like the SEC tournament. Would you end a game that way because he took twenty one seconds to get back in the box after nine innings of baseball? Like that's crazy. Like we like that's the thing. It's like why can't we just make rule changes and then have common sense interpretations to them? It always has to be this like karate chop nope 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 like if that's how you handled like driving a car people would die (laughs) that's why that's why like robot cars are bad i I think i I might ask you what did you think about the proposed rule changes to speed up college football i i mean yes all of them (laughs) because college football games are way too long I, I just think you know i'm i'm definitely a, a purist when it comes to things i don't i'm not a big fan of any you know, rule changes, especially uh, stopping the clock for an incomplete pass seems pretty moronic. I just... You mean not stopping? Not stopping the clock, right. I mean, it's just, we're getting like soccer now with the continuous no, clock going because here. it's got to... So you're just counterbalancing the dumb stopping the clock on every first down. 
if you're going to stop the clock in a first down, like you should just have a running clock in the first quarter of a game, right? Like why does it stop when – like just go. Speed the game up. It's not improving by taking forever. The longer the game is, the more likely you're going to get players hurt. Well, I think the the longer the games too, obviously they they like those advertising dollars too coming from the commercials. That is true. They want to program commercials, and that's a big part of it. They want to be able to plan for commercials. Um, but there's so many stoppage in <laughs> football games already. I don't see how that actually changes anything. Well, we'll see how that goes too. It's going to be interesting to see how you know things adapt in the in the college uh, baseball game this year with that. Hopefully, there's not a situation that ends up you know hurting LSU uh, any. But uh, yeah, just just seeing that or I guess hearing that all unfold. Uh, great call by Jeff Palermo uh, there for that final on the LSU game. Something like he said he's never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Like, again, like, can we make common sense interpretations of rules? Like, that's the thing that, that we still can't well, quite figure and out. And I guess there's no real preseason, obviously, in college baseball to try this out. Right, right. Like, you could do this in, in – this isn't not college football either, but, like, in the <laughs> NFL, right? Like, if you wanted to make a change, you would do a season. And, and I think they did that with the overtime rule, huh? They they first the did playoffs. it in – oh, playoffs, right, yeah. yeah if they did – they just have no pre uh, overtime in uh, <laughs> preseason. But oh, definitely not. Just yeah, end. Yeah, but yeah, and not going to happen in your postseason for the NFL either. Um, but it just gets confusing. Of you know, at first it's like, is it so? Is it the first team to score a touchdown, or is the other team going to get an opportunity with the ball? I've thought for a while that the NFL should just go to the college football. Like it's one of the few things that I think college football has right compared to the NFL is the overtime uh, process, but. Um, yeah, I think the change they made in this overtime in this playoffs, and I don't think it actually, I, I don't think there was actually an overtime game in the playoffs. Uh, I think the closest one was the Bengals and the Chiefs. But so the change they made was that the if a team scored a touchdown first, un- unless they went for two, um, then they would the other team would get a chance. And Actually, I think even if they went for two, they would get a chance. But if the team that scored the first touchdown would be crazy to kick an extra point in that circumstance. Right. <laughs> Go for two every time. We're going to be going from football to some basketball. We completely actually managed to ignore the Pelicans, even though they had a game last night. Another disappointing... We didn't ignore uh, them. We're going to talk about them for the last 40 minutes. No, I mean, but like for the first three hours, we didn't even mention they lost last night in Toronto in a game. Uh, they didn't seem to... You know, show up in the first you know couple first couple quarters, which has been an issue the for the squad. And you think like they'd be more sleepwalking for the last two months? You think they'd be a little bit more alive coming out of the All Star break, though? You think? We'll see. Uh, hear more from Christian Clark of Nola.com on the Pels when we get back after the break on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Sports Talk this Friday edition. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak welcoming in Christian Clark from NOLA.com getting our Pelicans groove on and unfortunately... The Pels did not get into a groove last night in Toronto. 115-110 loss, even though Brandon Ingram, 36 points. But Christian, not much offense from the rest of the team. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, too. Coming out of the break, I mean, Willie Green decided to go with Josh Richardson in that starting lineup. You know, took out Trey Murphy, who did have a pretty rough game against the Lakers, but I think was playing some pretty good basketball overall. And it was pretty much the same story. I mean, they just – they really struggled the ball. I think they had 45 points by halftime and, and just could never catch quite all the way up. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've, I've gotten really disappointed in this Pelican season. Uh, and and I – the reason I'm disappointed is because they fooled me into thinking that we wouldn't have to talk about this team in this way. Um, you know, what what is it that is preventing this team from – being the consistent like like this is never going to be a top seed in the in the Western Conference. We knew that that was probably for a few glorious an unrealistic <laughs> thing to expect to maintain. But what has has really been the culprit? And obviously, this is a tough question to answer. What has really been the culprit to prevent this team from being a consistent Western Conference team for such a long period of time? Because it's not like they they've hit some rough patches and then bounce back. It's just it seems like these problems are consistent and not going away. I mean, I, I think with this team, it's the obvious thing. It's that the two best players just don't play that yeah. much. I mean, you know, Zion Williamson has played in about 40% of the game since the Pelicans took him number one overall. This is year four. Brandon Ingram missed 27 games last season, you know, missed 29 in a row with a, a left two toe contusion this season. That was two months of the season right there. I mean, if, if you're looking when it all kind of went wrong for New Orleans this year, it was really that 10-game losing streak, right? I mean, you know, and within two weeks or so, they basically fell from a top-four team into the West, and now they're kind of in this play-in tournament picture. I mean, Zion didn't play at all during that stretch. Brandon missed six of the ten games. The other four, he didn't look like he really had his rhythm. So, I mean, I think there's a number of directions you can go, but that's that's definitely the main thing. They just they need these two guys in the lineup more consistently. I mean, these guys have played in 12 games together since Willie Green became the head coach. Um, and, you know, I think the last time we talked, it was pre-All-Star break and there was still some questions over. We knew Zion wasn't going to be back anytime soon. What is the kind of the latest? Obviously, they talked about how he's going to get reevaluated post-All-Star break. Have we gotten any clarity on the timeline there? No, there really hasn't been anything new since, you know, David Griffin talked. Uh, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I would I would anticipate – Zion to you know undergo another round of medical imaging pretty soon but you know I think the 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 consistent word you know at the the time when the Pelicans you know released information that uh he re-aggravated the hamstring it was uh not not very optimistic it was you know probably the majority of the games the Pelicans have left after the all-star break you know I think there are some concerns that like it could be close to all the regular season Um, so I think it's going to be a while and that re that reaggravation came during like on court work. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I think it did. And it was you know like the the last week before the All Star break, you know, you heard okay maybe he could have maybe Zion will be ready to play that Oklahoma City game that that Los Angeles Lakers game. 
and then he got up to playing three on three. And I think that's kind of when the injury occurred. You know, I, my understanding, he was in the facility when it happened. Um, but, you know, he'd gotten pretty far in the process, which was a real bummer. I think, I think if, you know, he'd continued to like hit those last benchmarks, he was only, I don't know, three, four, five days away from playing something like that. Like he was that close to getting back on the floor. So it happened pretty late in the recovery process, um, which stinks. Do you think we're in danger of having another quote unquote Anthony Davis situation here where we're seeing, uh, is this another street clothes 2.0? I mean, I would, I would be happy with Anthony Davis's availability for Zion so far. Like this <laughs> oh. has been, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately it's been a lot worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge concern and like, I think what's tough about it too is, Zion, you know, when he has been able to play, is so freaking good. <laughs> I mean, he he shot them up to number one in the West this year. Yeah, they went on right. a seven-game winning streak, you know, with basically put the ball in his hands and let him do his thing and, you know, put some defensive-minded players around him. Like, he's so good. It's like, I mean, I would, I would be nervous about, you know, like cutting bait on him anytime soon. Uh, but at the same time, it's like we're four years into this thing and, you know, he's missed 60% of the games. Um, it's it's just really unfortunate. I mean, he's just got to, you know, continue to do the right things in terms of dieting, conditioning. I mean, I thought it seemed like he turned a little bit of a corner last summer in, in terms of like, here are the things they got to do with my body to like be able to, to like try to play in as many of the 82 games as possible. Right. Um, but here we are again, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. I think this one, this latest one was, mostly just bad luck at least that's what that's what the pelicans will tell you whereas the ones in the past where eh, he's probably just too heavy and like there's just too much force on the lower extremities torque torque is the word kinetic chain um anyway so <laughs> you know in the interest of not being completely gloomy during this entire i know interview, i feel like we've got a whole lull of <laughs> there, down right here I, I think there is one really kind of entertaining storyline that's that started last year and it's continued this year and it's just this kind of a continued growth of jose alvarado as a as a really just kind of spark plug intriguing player he reminds me almost of like cj gardner johnson on the saints where you know it's like maybe he's probably not the best player on the field but he's the guy you want to watch and he went out to the Rising Stars game and he made a bet with Donovan Mitchell. He was going to hit a game winner and he hit the game winner. And it's always fun. He had his jersey retired at Christ the King. I, want, I think that was today. And, you know, what What has it been like covering him uh, this season and the last two seasons? Because he just seems like a guy that you can't help but root for at all times. Yeah, I mean, Jose is awesome. Um, I mean, you know, I think like you, you talk to some people on the staff who even worked with him, you know, that first year when he was still spending, you know, a chunk of his time in the G league. And it's like, they'll even tell you, like, you can just tell from day one, this guy was just like a winner. He's about the right things, a great team guy. I think the other thing that's amazing to him uh, about him to me is the energy level. Like he has, you know, like the most energy I've, I've seen from a player or they're about like my, my time doing this. I mean, he's just kind of, always on a 10. I don't know how he does it. Like it, it doesn't seem like there's ever a day really, you know, like it could be the second night of a back to back in like November and he's still, you know, going to be amped up. I don't, I, I wish I had that energy level all the time. Talking about Christian Clark, Pelicans beat writer for NOLA.com. Uh, you looking at this team, the final stretch of the regular season, obviously sitting 30 and 30 right now. Can they maintain that position right now, currently eighth, 
Um, I know there's obviously hope they can get into the playoff, not just the play-in, but you also got to be worried about slipping completely out of any kind of postseason play because things are just so darn tight in this Western Conference. And I know the schedule is favorable, strength of schedule favorable uh, for these Pelicans, but uh, what would you say is the key to closing out this thing um, in some kind of positive manner heading into, I'll even say, just the play-in tournament, kind of like they were last year. I know you can you can turn to that at least and say you didn't have Zion at all last season, and look what you were able to accomplish. This team is you know, more together now, has more experience together, and would hopefully be even better heading into this year's post, post-regular season. Yeah, I mean, to your point, they've they've pretty much done this thing they're trying to do right now already last year. So that that does, that gives you a little bit of confidence. Um, I, you know, I, I think they they can do it definitely. I know. I think I would like bet on them to be a playing tournament team. I mean, I think one of the hard parts about right after this little stretch, right after the All Star break, is five of the first six games are on the road. Right. There just haven't been very many NBA teams that have won on the road this year. The Pelicans included their their ten and twenty after you know, losing in Toronto last night. Um, but, I mean, I think just going forward, you know, they, like they're like they still kind of searching for the right lineup combinations. You know, like Josh Richardson, that, that surprised me a little bit. That was his third game with the Pelicans. He was in the starting lineup. So, like, I have to admit that makes me a little bit nervous that I don't even think they know what their first five, what, what their best five without Zion is. But I think in generally – they just got to figure out a way to, to score the ball more consistently. I mean, since Zion went down in early January, they're 26 in half court offense. I mean, you, you just saw it at the start of that game last night. Like they just, they just couldn't score the ball. So they got to, they got to get back to like that, you know, I guess ball movement style they played last year without Zion. Willie Green calls it 0.5 basketball. Something, something has just looked off about the offense for a couple of weeks now. You mentioned off uh, a person, a guy that's looked pretty off, Jonas Valanciunas, is he dealing with something right now that we might not be knowing about? Yeah, he's, he's had like a couple of minor things throughout the season, but, you know, from my understanding, there's there's nothing really right now. Okay. It's, it's, it's definitely been a, a disappointing year for him, you know, especially compared to last year. I mean, you know, like with Larry Nance Jr., they just haven't played him as much. And I don't know. It's I, I can't tell if, you know, Willie Green's not playing him as much because he just likes having Nance closing games at center and the defensive versatility thing, or he's just not playing him as much because Jonas hasn't been as good. But, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, Jakob Pertl in that game against Toronto last night was, like, by far the best big guy on the floor. He's kind of the reason Toronto won that game. And it's like, you know, you can't if, – if you're Jonas Alonso, you can't get your lunch eaten by Jakob Pertl. It doesn't sound it doesn't it doesn't sound ideal. Um, I guess my my last question is so, you know, this is a team that you know, you, you are trying to do the same thing you did last year. But the thing with last year is you didn't weren't constantly looking over your shoulder saying, oh, maybe he does come back, maybe Zion will come back. And I I almost wonder is that almost a crutch that you need to cast away at this point of like no 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 this group has to be able to do it because we cannot wait around and say, okay, hopefully Zion can come in and save us. Cause I think that, that feels like it's been the the case for the last like month and a half, two months of like, Oh, when Zion gets back, we'll finally be the team that we knew we could be. Um, do, do you kind of just have to cast that away and see what happens this, the rest of the way? Cause I, I don't really know if there's an alternative to that. Yeah, I think, I think that is a good point. And I think they, they kind of are at that point now, you know, before the, uh, the re-aggravation or whatever, 
I think they were feeling like, ah, we just got to like hold down the fort until he's back. I mean, I think now you just got to assume, you know, we're, we're going to have to play the, the rest of the regular season without Zion. Like this is the group we've got that if that changes, great, but they're, they're kind of operating assumption has got to be, look, this is just the team we've got for the rest of the regular season, basically just like last year. NOLA.com's Christian Clark, always appreciate the time and uh, hoping we can get back on a winning streak because, uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's, it's only better when the Pellas are doing, you know, very well. And it's been a rough watch, especially, I mean, no Zion Williamson is tough enough to deal with, but when you see the team kind of coming out and it's it appears to at least the fans that the effort isn't there and that's always going to be um, a black eye. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it's much of an effort thing to me. Like, you know, it's kind of just what we talked about at the top. It's like the like no NBA team can withstand their best two players missing this amount of time. I mean, it's it's just been so brutal. And it, I think what's so frustrating about it is they went to great lengths to try to correct this problem. Like, they totally mm-hmm. changed their medical staff in 2019 when David Griffin came in and got Aaron Nelson, who's like regarded as one of the NBA's best, you know, health and sports science people and the results have kind of just been the same. So that's been the biggest bummer to me this year. Well, it's been, I've been blaming, you know, those, those starts, they just don't seem to come out with the right mentality, the right energy, whatever you want to call it. And then you end up getting dug into this hole that you're trying to get out of the entire game. And you finally get oh so close, but never enough just to finish it off. I'm just looking for more of that uh, ready killer instinct from the tip from this squad. Yeah, <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had the answer. I, I bet Willie Green does too. <laughs> I appreciate it, Christian. We'll be talking to you soon. And like I said, hopefully we can get back on that winning track. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Jeff, I mean, this Pelicans team has been just – you could bang your head on the wall watching them over the years. And, I, I mean, I'm pretty sick and tired of you know just chalking it up to just wait until they're healthy. Yeah, I feel bad for for Christian because I'd like to be able to ask about fun things, but I just can't think of any fun things to talk about. And <laughs> it's just all like it's it's frustrating. It's just so frustrating because you saw this team at the beginning of the year, and like, okay, by the time the Saints are done, we can shift all of our attention to the Pelicans, and we get there do this playoff. Right, there was just oh, we're a basketball city now. Yeah, we're a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so fast. <laughs> Doesn't feel that way. Well, it feels like I wish we weren't a basketball city. Because it's just, it, I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it's the same problems that keep popping up too for me. Season and <laughs> the variations of what you can see, like it just feels like a completely different team from what you saw at the beginning of the season. And as Christian said, it's because kind of it is when you don't have Zion out there and you don't, you aren't running your offense around this kind of linchpin of your team. Everything has to change, and I do think at this point, as, as I as I mentioned to to Christian, is like you can't sit and wait and be like, well, this is our offense, and once Zion comes back, it'll make sense. You have to make adjustments. And I think, you know, the putting Josh Richardson in the starting five, and as Christian mentioned, like doesn't seem like they really know who their five is right now. It's probably because they don't, because they are now trying to figure out, okay, what is our closing five going to be the rest of the way? And that's not a fun place to be with 20 games left in the season. Well, hopefully, like I said, there's brighter times. I enjoy watching this team, uh, but it can be, you know, it it drives you mad, especially, like I said, early on when you just can tell, here we go again. Uh, they they fall into that seven, yeah. nine, ten-point deficit. You're playing catch-up, and it's just that entire rest of the game where you're trying to you're, – you're getting 
a little bit closer. Then the other team goes on the run, builds that lead back up, which has been so frustrating. I'm just hoping the the defense can show up and just somebody else can put the ball in the basket besides Brandon Ingram. I was surprised coming back from All-Star break, you know, you had Trey Murphy, you know, finishing second in the dunk contest, and boom, he comes back and not really is an afterthought in that game in Toronto. What, what, I mean, obviously, I'm not questioning Willie Green's uh, rosters or, or what he's doing. It just seems... I think it's fair to question what Willie Green's doing. It just seems r- really odd, though, of what's happening with this squad, and they don't seem as together as they were last season. I think even, he, at the, even at the... I'll say at the earlier start of the year. And yes, Zion's not there, but that team camaraderie, the togetherness, it doesn't feel the same right now. Yeah, and I think he's trying to find a spark. And that last year, that spark was you brought in CJ McCollum, you brought in Larry Nance, and you did. You know, you could argue that this is what you did last season: is you changed everything up in the final two months of the season, and you found kind of this gear that you didn't have before. And maybe that's what he's trying to do this time. We'll try to change things up coming back. Get on a little more positive note. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Back from the break on Sports Talk after this. Shout out to the LSU softball team now twelve and zero after a nine to three victory over ULM. Those Lady Tigers getting it done on the diamond and on the court. Uh, we'll have the final regular season women's game on Sunday. Uh, LSU will be having a senior night against Mississippi State. Uh, The men play Saturday, uh, getting closer to them winding down the regular season, too. And, man, oh, man, I I guess uh, we got uh, lucky there. They finally snapped their 14-game skid. The Tigers getting back in the win column, and, boy, did they need that. Yeah, at least their losing streak won't extend to next season, which that (laughs) would have been rough. Yeah. no, good, good for them. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, they came close in a couple of games. They almost beat Georgia. It just uh, seemed to happen something down this, you know, down when, the stretch. When you're on a like apart. that, it's like, man, it just feels like you don't know how to win and you can't win. Uh, and so it's just, just a win in any way. Like, I don't care if it's Vanderbilt. I don't care if it's Poughkeepsie State. I don't even know if that's a school. <laughs> Whoever, right. Like, just get a win and, and remind yourself how to do it and then go from there. Uh, and it's like you feel bad for the kids and the team and the coach. It's like no one wants to be in that situation. It's tough. No, and I think the expectations were that it was going to be a pretty rough year for this LSU basket, men's basketball team. Yeah, they went one and oh. After what happened, obviously, you know, Will Wade and uh, just the whole program getting a, a work, a makeover. <laughs> yeah. So Matt McMahon in year two, the arrow can only go up. Yeah, it doesn't get worse than a 14-game <laughs> losing think. streak. You would it, think. Oh, no, it, it can't because if you go on another 14-game losing streak, you're not keeping your job after a year or two. Um, so, it could. I mean, I guess it could get worse because you would get fired. Uh, I don't think – I mean, that's that's a learning experience, uh, and I and I think I think he will learn from it. Um, yeah. We have talked a lot about the Saints, obviously, today. Um, the – Quest for Derek Carr question. Uh, he has supposedly three other suitors that are interested, even though we just know of the Jets and the Saints. Uh, the Saints have been busy, too, getting restructures done, getting closer to that you know, even line of the salary cap. And, I mean, with the NFL draft approaching, obviously in April, 
free agency is mid-March, and next week is you know March 1st already. So we're going to be really dialed into a ton of uh, these Saints transactions, even more of, of reworking deals. And I know you mentioned a few. There's a there's a lot of actually big names that still need to get deals reworked for the Saints in order to clear some space. I know. Yeah, there's about four more that you're going to want to clear. To, Mario to Cam, Marshawn, and uh, Taysom probably. I mean, those aren't your only options. There are a lot more options. To be honest, but those are the those, big ones. Those are the four. <laughs> well, I mean, those are the most obvious in order to get to the baseline, and then you go from there. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah. I think every day. You know, maybe not tomorrow. I don't know. I, I mean, they'll probably give it a, give it a break over the weekend. But I think every day you're going to hear one or two more, and then you're going to eventually get to the point where, you know, you're not talking about it every day. <laughs> and then we just talk about next year and how they're forty million in the hole and how they're going to get from forty to zero. And you know, and and people will freak out <laughs> and say they have to trade everybody. And like that, like this year it was Marshawn Lattimore, who everyone was like like doing these like fake like pretend trades on Twitter and they're like, Oh, they're gonna trade Marshawn Lattimore to the Raiders so that they can clear the cap space that they need. It's like that's not how this is gonna work, guys. It's yeah, I, I even saw a ridiculous uh speculation trade talking about Cam Jordan being sent somewhere and I'm like, this guy is not going anywhere, folks. Well it, it's like they could make trades. Like I'm not saying that the Saints aren't and can't make trades, but they're not gonna make trades because of the cap. Like, people say, like, oh, they traded CJ last year. That wasn't because of the cap. That was because they weren't going to pay him. No, they needed to get some kind of assets, even though they weren't great I for disagree. something. That's not why they traded him. They traded him because they weren't going to pay him, and he wasn't okay with that. And well, that's he was what going I mean. to might be as, a nuisance. Might as well get something instead of having that problem stick around. But they didn't. They really didn't get anything. No, because they knew, I guess. What they got was CJ not in the room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was, like, you get a fifth-round pick for a guy. You're giving him away for nothing. But, you know, CJ didn't have a contract with the Eagles and obviously wasn't an issue for them. Right. So it just it's kind of odd that the Saints – Things sour, and you got to move on. Like, it, it was not going the way that – like, I think the Saints – CJ Gardner-Johnson felt like a Sean guy, too. He wasn't really a DA guy. I don't know if that's true. I mean, he was on the defense. DA was his coach. I know. It just seems like the personality, though, matches Sean, I'll say. I, I mean, maybe. I, I just think that the Saints in that situation it had nothing to do with the cap. It was the Saints hoping that they could get him to play out his contract, and then he made it clear that that was not going to be as simple as it sounded. But then he did it in Philadelphia anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, that's he just... went to well when you're when you're winning all your games, it's probably a little easier to be right happy about it. Um, but he did have a major injury during that period. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and I mean, he's probably hoping that they'll pay him, so he's not going to put up a fight. But it's it's they were also playing him at safety. I think that was a the, that was a part of it too. Is he was not going to play safety for the Saints? I'm just getting ready for the double gut slash punch to the lower region as well with C.J. Gardner Johnson going to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Saints not getting much in return. Now he's going to be a free agent and watch the Atlanta Falcons shell out the big bucks to bring him over to there. It's possible. I mean, obviously, Ryan Nielsen's got the relationship that we're, you know, you start looking for those connections. But, yeah, but still has the familiarity, obviously, with CJ. I mean, I guess Terry Fontenot was here when he was drafted. Sure. I mean, I I, I think CJ will end up staying in Philly. Um, But... Either way, that but like my point being, that was not a cap issue. That was a 
willing to be paying your safeties issue, which <laughs> we the know Saints they don't. Have talked about they don't pay safeties. They're not going to do. They didn't pay Von Bell. They didn't pay Kenny Vaccaro. They didn't pay CJ. They didn't pay Marcus. I mean, that's a that's not a coincidence. That's a that's a decision. Um, and they didn't pay Malcolm Jenkins, and then they did. Right, right. No, exactly. That's another good example. Like it, it's just it's clear that they want to draft safeties and they want to bring in veteran safeties, but they don't want to be that second contract for whatever reason. I don't know, but it's pretty clear that that's what they're looking at. Um, and you know, there's there's merit to it. I mean, they've they typically have pretty good safety play, so it's you can't argue that they that hasn't worked. Um, it's just kind of annoying. Heading out to break, Steve and Jeff here on Sports Talk. Be right back after this on WWL. Closing things out here on the Friday Sports Talk edition with Jeff and Steve, also Charlie Long. And wanted to hit you guys with a would you rather on the way out. And going to keep it NFL Saints-centric. So would you rather Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo? Man, you're really... <laughs> this isn't my typical would you rather experience um i was gonna say would you rather live in a rugby city or a basketball city that always loses anyway a, a rugby city <laughs> just it's a joke <laughs> nola gold or a thing um we got a text say, oh, are you a rugby city uh i uh, d- i mean but there's ca- there's there's caveats here like does Derek carr get 35 million dollars a year yes then I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> at whatever he makes if it's under 20. Oh, so you got caveats with him too then? Well, that's that's why this is a bad would you rather question. Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't it's as fun as I thought it was going to be. Charlie, Steve's bad at try, this. Try to save me with this, Charlie. What would, would you no, rather? I mean, okay, well, let's let's just make this a little bit more interesting and say that they make the same amount of money. There you go. Let's let's say See, he he gets it. Said it said it like thirty, right? I mean cars asking for thirty five. I have to pay Jimmy Garoppolo thirty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well yes. Is he gonna wash my car? <laughs> you can always find something to complain. <laughs> I mean jeez. I'm taking I'm t- well regardless set salary. Yes. Is this I'm coming taking... out of my my bank account or big gales? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all gales. You don't have to worry oh, about okay. it. Okay, well then in that case give him all the money. Yeah, I mean, out of the two, I'm probably taking Carr. I'm not a big Jimmy G guy. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you just for the sheer fact I know that Carr is at least at least going to give me durability. He's had postseason success, Jimmy G, I'm referring to, but how much of that was really him and how much of that was the team that he was playing for and the coach that he's under, you know? so Here's a better one. Would you rather have prime Tom Brady or prime Peyton Manning? Oh, prime Tom. Really? I think you're. I think you're. I think you're forgetting how good prime tape Peyton Manning was. I know, but Tom's the goat. Would uh, you rather have? Would you have, rather have thirty six year old Tom Brady or prime Eli Manning? <laughs> Tom Brady. Really? Yeah. So you're gonna just never win a Super Bowl again because prime Eli Manning is around. Thirty six year old Tom Brady was Handing still pretty out horse, good. Horse paintings. Um, that's an inside joke. Uh, that doesn't work. I don't think radio. we're good at this. Would you rather? No, I mean back back to your original thoughts, Steve. I mean, I, I'm taking Derek Carr over Jimmy G. I, that, as far as free agent quarterbacks, Jimmy G doesn't really excite me. I mean, Derek Carr doesn't really either. No, so, exactly. But do you, do you guys feel like what, what's your general feeling right now with the Saints in their pursuit? Do you think that? This is going to end up being we're going to be talking about car starting at quarterback, or is it going to be these mystery teams or the Jets chiming in and 
you know, ended up shelling out the big bucks because if it is $35 million a year, I don't see the Saints getting involved in that. Yeah, I, I do. I I do wonder what the Saints ceiling, ceiling is, right? Yeah, um, because I do think it's probably under thirty five million. Um, I imagine somewhere in the twenty five to thirty million range. Yeah, I think probably thirty is going to be their ceiling. I was going to say thirty two is probably my max yeah. there. Well, and and mainly because if he's coming out with thirty five, <laughs> if 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 he was if the Saints were already at that number, then he'd probably be signed with the Saints. Right, like there's a reason he's courting offers, and it's to get a higher number. Um, I doubt that he's the number that's being projected is like the the number the Saints are willing to pay. All right, here's but, maybe, here's maybe an easier question. What's something you guys are watching you'd recommend to me? Because uh, I'm kind of stuck right now. I'm I'm kind of in I've a been, I've waiting been binging, pattern. Been binging Dora the Explorer on Netflix. No, you're not. <laughs> See, I just caught up with the uh, the Last of Us. And now I'm trying to, like I said, get into something else right now and just have nothing really on the plate. Come on, Vominos. Um did you have a, did you have something, Charlie? I'm not a TV show guy. I'm a more just of a Just watching guy. all sports. He's more of a he's more of a sits there and listens to the radio guy. I'm a movie person and a sports person. Then so. what's what's a movie then? Give us a movie, Charlie. <laughs> Come I like on. The, we have a minute you have to Netflix, fill here. Steve? What's up? Do you have Netflix? Yes, sir. All Quiet on the Western Front was really good. Oh, okay. That, that World War One movie was really, really good. Uh, how long is it? I have to ask that caveat, oh, too. Like, I think it's like two and a half hours. It's Too pretty long. long. All right. At least we're under the three range. That's, yeah, that's it's, a, not, it's not like Avatar. That three-hour like range is definitely like a no-no for me. But is it available in 3D? <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> no, you just complained about 3D movies. So. I'm going to go out and buy a 3D Get, get TV. your 3D goggles for Netflix, <laughs> yes. Jeff. Yes. All right. Thanks, everyone, tuning in. Hopefully uh, you had a good time with us today. Steve, Charlie, and Jeff saying good night here on WWL and be tuning in to uh, Sports Talk on Monday where Mike Dottilio will be bringing you the latest and going into the Matt McMahon Show at 7 o'clock there. Man. Tuesday, the Cajun Cannon will be back from his break, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get more fire Saints takes from him uh, coming up next week, especially with the NFL Combine starting. Steve, Jeff, and Charlie saying good night here Thanks. on Sports Talk WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.